Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Coulter Nuana is coming to you. Appreciate you for listening. This is our interviews podcast for the week where we take all the interviews we've conducted, both for the Big Sky Breakdown and Nuana's now on ESPN Radio, and put them all in one spot for you. Three different matchups that we'll spend a, a large amount of our time analyzing. If you want thoughts on every single Big Sky Conference opening matchup, Check out the Big Sky Breakdown from earlier this week with myself and Andrew Houghton. We went through the entire Big Sky Conference football slate for the opening weekend of conference play. But three high priorities in this Big Sky Breakdown. We'll talk about Montana State at Weber State. That's number three at number nine in Ogden on Saturday night. We'll talk about Sacramento State at Idaho. That's number four at number seven on Saturday afternoon in Moscow at the Kibbe Dome, first home game of the year for Idaho. We'll also talk about number 11, Montana, at Northern Arizona at the walk-up Sky Dome. Tons of guests to get to today. We'll hear from Mickey Mental, the first-year head coach of the Weaver State Wildcats. We'll also hear from Brent Began, the third-year head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. Then we'll hear from Andy Thompson, first-year head coach at Sacramento State, off to a pretty darn good start there at Sac State. They're 3-0 and coming off a 30-23 win uh, over Stanford. Then we'll hear from Chris Ball, the head coach at Northern Arizona. His team off to their first 0-3 start since 1971, and they got a 3-0 Montana team coming to town that still has a ton to prove, so it should be an interesting matchup in Flagstaff. We'll hear from the Grizz side of things. Braxton Hill will join us. He's a senior captain linebacker for Montana. We're also going to hear from Hayden Harris. This interview was actually conducted last week leading into the Ferris State matchup. So I took the stuff about Ferris State out, but wanted to get caught up with the UCLA transfer. He's a graduate transfer, originally from the Seattle area, but he's playing well for Montana, and uh, he's got an interesting story. So he'll join us. And then finally, we'll hear from Drew Polidor. He's a sophomore safety converted cornerback, former Air Force Academy transfer, who's thrived since changing positions at Montana State, and he's been a key. He's unlocked a lot of what the Bobcats do defensively. Big Sky Breakdown, thanks to all of our great sponsors, including the Hype House on Tool Avenue here in the city of Missoula. Hype House has great spin and strength classes, really efficient workouts, and it's a very welcoming environment. Also got to say thanks to Dr. Kevin McHugh and Westside Private Gym. Personal training and physical therapy combined. That's what Kevin specializes in. He's a doctor of physical therapy, and he's been helping me work big time on my mobility and flexibility and all those things that keep you young while you get old. Big Set Breakdown also presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. And, of course, Town Pump. Town Pump, roll the wild by the mile back for yet another year. They'll be sending us down to Ogden. They'll be sending us up to Moscow. Should be a fun weekend filled with a whole bunch of coverage, particularly with folks on hand as Montana State plays at Weber State and Sac State plays at Idaho. Big Sky Breakdown. It's going on SportsMT.com. Well, Big Sky Conference play opens this weekend, and our coverage continues here on ESPN Radio as well as Skyline Sports. And we're joined now... By Mickey Mentally, the first-year head coach for the Weber State Wildcat football team. They host Montana State in one of two top ten matchups in the Big Sky to open league play. Coach Mentel, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Absolutely awesome, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, first of all, just tell us about uh, your team's non-conference. The nice win over Northern Iowa, which I was very impressed by. I watched that whole thing leading up to 
uh, a, a night game in St. George that I was covering. So uh, certainly one of the marquee wins for a Big Sky Conference team. How would you just evaluate your guys' as a non-conference uh, so far this year? Uh, like where we're at, uh, you know, obviously you like to have an upward trending slope throughout a season, and I think we're on it. Um, played a really, really, really good team in Utah last week. Uh, thought our kids played really, really hard. Um, got to clean some few things up. Some of it is what Utah did. Some of it was self-inflicted. So just taking care of those self-inflicted uh, areas this week for uh, a really good test against Montana State. It was obviously a really good team. Utah – so, so good defensively. I mean, they have been. I, I, somehow, I know they get a lot of love around the western part of the United States, but I feel like on a national level, people don't get them the credit they deserve. I mean, how, how does that help prepare your team, though, for, for Big Sky Conference play when uh, you're going against a squad with that much uh, defensive talent? Uh, obviously, I think you're prepared. It. The game will slow down. Uh, those guys are, do a really good job down there in Salt Lake. Um, but obviously, you know, we, we got to do a better job. Uh, one, for me, putting my guys in better position to be successful this week and obviously executing uh, when, when they got up an opportunity to make the play. But take no, uh, nothing away from Utah. Uh, being an East Coast guy, man, they're, they're, as, they're as good as it gets in the country. So, um they should get more respect, in my personal opinion. No doubt about it. Uh, when it comes to just your role, I mean, wh- what have you thought of just being a head coach? How is it different than, than being a coordinator? I know you've been a head coach at a different level before, but <laughs> how's it been just being the head coach at Weber State? Uh, I mean, it, football is football. None of that changes. Um, your daily process, your daily routine as a football coach, uh, from a coordinator standpoint, assistant coach standpoint, um, doesn't change. Uh, I think the thing that changes is, you know, all the outside stuff, the the, the interviews, the media, uh, making sure guys handling stuff around campus a little bit more. But um, it, it's been great. Uh, I work with an amazing group of uh, um staff and obviously uh, administration is second to none here. Mickey Mantle joining us here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio is the head coach at Weber State. Wildcats host Montana State on Saturday evening in Ogden. And uh, a lot of buzz around this game, Coach, because of the rankings of the teams, the, the recent matchups between them. But also there's been some stuff going on uh, there at Weber State too. I, I know you guys have had a stadium renovation going on, so probably pretty excited to, to have all this uh, coming to fruition this weekend. Absolutely, I think it's a it's a great um, uh, scene uh, with, with the availing of the east side stands and obviously the new turf. Um, that's all great excitement for for the for the program for the university, and obviously having an, uh, the third ranked team in America coming in here in uh, Montana State. But more importantly, we got to focus on football and not the noise around it. So it'll be a really cool atmosphere. But uh, at the end of the day, we got to make sure we're ready to go and play ball. Well, one guy I've really enjoyed watching so far this year on your squad is Damon Bankston, and it seems like he's really coming into his own. So uh, what sort of improvements have you seen him make, and what have you thought of his ability to be so prolific early on this year? Uh, I think he's running with better pad level. Um, There's better yards after contact uh, than last year, but, you know, he still has the ability to hit the home run, obviously, at Northern Iowa uh, in the fourth quarter to kind of cement the game on the – the, the big run at the end. Um, but also, I think he's slowing the game down a little bit, uh, especially in the gap schemes. He's more patient through the, or through the hole and then obviously using his speed um, to 
hit top end to take uh, that big play uh, all the way. But I think the game's just slowing down for him. He's feeling more and more confident being in the same offense for the second year in a row. And your quarterback, Colin Weiser, I got a chance to see him a little bit in Bozeman last year when he came into the game for Bronson Barrett. Uh, and then an interesting situation, into the portal, back out of the portal, but uh, now he's the guy. So, um, I mean, what do you like about him and how uh, you know how were you guys able to kind of get him to come back and, and what was sort of behind that? What did you like about having him as a returning guy? Yeah, it was kind of one of those weird situations. Every situation now with the portal is different. It was uh, he left because he wanted to play, and obviously Bronson was still on the, the the current roster. And then obviously Bronson went in the portal, and he likes he loves Weber State, and you know he likes the offense. So it was pretty easy, you know, getting him back. Um, but I wanted to get him back for the right reasons, and obviously he fits the bill. Um, he loves Weber State. He loves the, the program. Uh, more importantly, I think he's done a really good job of managing the game. Uh, and putting us in better situations. Defensively, what have you liked about your squad? What's your evaluation so far? I love how they play D. Uh, I think, you know, the only thing we got to do a better job is obviously was uh, magnified at Utah. It's just getting off the field on third down. But um, those guys play hard, and obviously it's headlined by, you know, Max, um, Anderson, Winston Reed, Jack Kelly, and then up front, I think they've been playing really well. Um, so I think just continuing that, but just taking that extra step and getting off on, on, at, on third downs at a higher rate. Um, but I think they're playing really, really hard. Well, a lot of times for first-year head coaches, uh, you got a lot of rebuilding to do, and a lot of times that falls <laughs> in the trenches. But, I mean, you guys are so good up front on both sides of the ball. So how much does that help you to sort of in the, in the progress of, of making the program your own? Uh, it's, a, it's a huge benefit. Um, obviously, when, when Coach Hill decided – to leave he did not leave the covered bear so i'm very grateful for that um but you know more importantly i think our guys love to play hard and play for each other um very talented but i think what separates you know a player at weaver is just how hard they play um so just got to continue that mickey Bittle here on new is now espn radio at montana state uh they've been rolling the last couple of years so um certainly uh an interesting challenge always because of the stuff they do offensively and, and all the different complexities. And, and I think they're playing pretty good defensively right now, too, maybe even improved from a year ago defensively. So, uh, I mean, to start with the Bobcat offense, I mean, how challenging is it to, to prepare for uh, that scheme and, and that level of talent uh, coming into this week? Well, I think they do a really good job. Obviously, they're well coached. Uh, their head coach, I have a ton of respect for him, Coach Beacon. Uh, I think he does a fantastic job, um, you know, building a program, sustaining a program. Offensively, I think Taylor House, right, he, he, you know, he does a fantastic job using, utilizing his um, personnel groupings, um, who's in the backfield, misdirection, um, how you build that off of with your play action, does a real good job of that. Um, you know, with uh, Tommy this week, it kind of makes it a little bit more simpler, but take no credit away, or give – I mean, their other quarterbacks are darn good in, in chambers. So just not having both of them out there is, is a blessing. Uh, only have to prepare for one is good. But obviously, really good play, really good player, just a different style of runner. I think he's more of a thumper than obviously Tommy. Um, and then obviously, they're surrounded by a good amount of speed um, that, that I think, given a crease, they can take it. And then up front, I think, is where. Um, they don't get enough credit. I think they're really good up front. They're physical. They play hard. Uh, very similar to what we do here. 
And on the other side, defensively, uh, much improved in the secondary. A lot of guys making plays on that side. And, uh, I mean, it looks pretty standard in terms of the front seven. Montana State's always good on the front seven. So, I mean, how do you go about preparing for this Bobcat defense? I think it goes – I mean, it's always about us. How do we prepare? How to? How do we execute at a high level against a really good defense that, you know, plays sound football? They don't give up the big play, and I think that's what you notice more, most on tape other than the two plays in, at the end of South Dakota State. They really don't give up big chunk yard plays, so you're going to have to earn it. Um, I think we got to sustain drives and finish drives in, in the end zone, uh, but also keep the ball away from their offense and and limit possessions. But uh, we got to make the most of our possessions. Mickey Mantle, Weaver State head coach here uh, on Nuanas now. Last couple of things for you, Coach. Uh, when it comes to the matchups last year, I mean, obviously you guys played these these guys twice in a short span, and, and the game in Bozeman was just crazy. So, I mean – does that motivate you? I mean, I, you're, I'm motivated coming into every game. D- does it play a factor, though, just the fact that last time you guys played these guys in the regular season, it was such a crazy back-and-forth game? Uh, a little bit. I mean, any true competitor, you always you know want to beat the team that beat you last. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's about us and how we prepare, um, how do we, you know, execute. Uh, but... Yeah, I'd be lying if we weren't motivated, obviously. But they're a good team. We're going to have to play really well. But it's always about us. What are the keys then for you guys uh, in Ogden on Saturday night? Uh, like I said, limit the big plays. Um, you know, win field position. Uh, special teams, I think, obviously play a huge role in, the, in this series, uh, both good and bad. Um, and then obviously at the end, you got to score touchdowns uh, and not kick field goals in the red zone and win third down. I think those will be the keys this week. Mickey Mitchell here on ESPN Radio. Coach, appreciate the time, man. We'll look forward to seeing it on Saturday, but thanks so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, y'all. So- Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs You can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call, 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. I mean, how would you evaluate just just the wiser kid at quarterback for Weber State? Yeah, you know, he's probably still finding his way. I think he's he's a very... uh, he's he's a capable runner they haven't run him a whole lot um oh i can't even think of the guy they were playing last year he was probably more of a runner um whatever his name was but i think in wiser i think they got a little bit more of a a deep down the field passing threat you know he's he's been able to throw a couple deep balls this year um on target um yeah i know he uh he did come in and, and play against us last year and i I want to say had some success. I, I know in, in like, you know, putting separating those two games, it's, it's hard sometimes. I think it was the second game, but um, yeah, I think he's still probably trying to find his footing and, and, and they're throwing to a, a bunch of guys. I know they lost um, 
you know, a real good receiver in McPherson last year, um, a good tight end. But so their targets right now are spread amongst uh, a bunch of guys. I think they got a handful of guys that have five and six catches, um, but they got some quality receivers uh, at any rate. And, and, you know, that, that Utah outfit, that's a, a tough one to measure. I think anybody's going to struggle against them. Um, and, you know, we got to expect his best because I know he's, he's a capable thrower for sure. And he's athletic enough to make plays with his feet. Going down there to Stewart stadium. I mean, that's been a hard place to win over the years for, for Montana state, but you guys won there the last time you were there. So is, is there something translatable there? Is there anything you can carry over? I know it was a couple of years ago, but anything you kind of learn from that trip that you can take this weekend? Yeah. You know, uh, that's all, that's all most of us know is that one trip. Um, you know, and, and looking back at history doesn't do us much good. I, I know, I know you places that you've been to. I think there's a familiarity at least with what the this, the surroundings are all about. Um, I know they've had some renovations this this past year. Um, I know they can get some some really good crowds that can can be a factor as well. So I think anytime you go you go on the road, uh, you try to keep things as simple as you can. Um, you know, but having familiarity with, with your surroundings, I, I think, you know, at least there's, there's not that curiosity as you go through, we go through the week for a lot of your guys of what this place is going to look like, what it's going to feel like all that. I know we played on a Friday evening back in 21. This will be on a Saturday, a nice Saturday evening. So, you know, expect a, a great college atmosphere and um, you know, uh, we're playing a good team. I think that's, that's probably been the biggest thing over the years is, and Weaver's had some good teams down there, and, and they've been the difficult thing to beat more than maybe the stadium. Defensively, Coach Hill was always so known for his acumen in the secondary, being a secondary guy, and they've always been so good on the back end. Do you still see that? And do they do anything different coverage-wise, or is it pretty similar to what you've seen in the past? It's pretty similar. I, I know, uh, um, good or bad, a couple of those guys are with him at BYU that uh, were on last year's team, so that's probably good for us, I suppose. But um, yeah, they've been, they've had really skilled. I think that's, that's one thing and, and coached up well, um, willing to play a whole bunch of man to man if, if need be, um, and really mix it up, you know, with the front seven to be able to, to give you a bunch of different looks and, and, you know, create havoc. And, and I know right now, I'm sure it's to try to get Winston Reed as freed up as they possibly can. Cause if he's got an opportunity to tackle the football, he's, he's going to, um, so no, I think, uh, similar as far as, what they're doing schematically. And, you know, even though they lost some real good players um, in the back end, you can see, you know, their replacements have done really well to this point. When you think back to the matchup that was in Bozeman during the regular season last year, what do you remember about, I mean, that was one of the craziest games I've ever covered in my entire career. What do you remember about that afternoon? Well, just even watching it, uh, you know, yesterday, um, you kind of forget uh, a little bit just the flow and how crazy it was. Um, you know, we had some early success and then it was like a tidal wave. Um, and we were down, uh, down a bunch of points in a hurry. Um, you know, that was primarily because of the, the two return touchdowns, but we had done some things offensively to that point, uh, you know, and didn't have a ton of points to, um, you know, look on the board to account for that. But, I know the, the the safety certainly brought us, uh, you know, things that we didn't, you know, brought us points and field position that we didn't expect necessarily. Um, and I, we capitalized on those. Then we found ourselves up at halftime with a, with a kind of a crazy finish to the first half. And then just 
you know, I think what I do remember more than anything is just hanging on for dear life at the end. Um, you know, I forgot that they'd cut it to five, even and you kind of get those, those two games. We were able to finish the game on offense in the second, the playoff game, but we weren't on, uh, on defense or on offense. We, we went for it on a fourth and one and we didn't get it. That would have extended the lead, um, made it a little harder on them. The lead stayed 11 and they get the touchdown. Yeah. So crazy game. Um, we made a lot, bunch of plays. They did as well. Um, you know, and, and I think it showed our resolve that day uh, and then to come back in the playoff game and, and beat them. And, and we got up in that game, I think, th you know, 33, 10, and, and they kept fighting back. So I think that's probably the thing you take away uh, is, you know, this team is going to keep after you. Um, and I'd like to think that's how people see us as well. So it's uh, I think it's a really good matchup in those terms uh, Two two teams that have won a lot of football games over the, uh, in recent history. And, um, you know, we got to we got to play real well to to get a W this coming Saturday. Well, I know we talked a lot in the offseason about Connor Moore and his emergence, but how do you think he's done here now that he's got a couple of games under his belt? Yeah, and Connor's played pretty well. Uh, that we've primarily gone with with five guys to this point. Um, you know, and and you know, Connor was a a key component to I guess some of the moves we made, and he's he's played well. He doesn't look like a freshman out there. Yeah, I think it helped that he did get some playing time under his belt as a true freshman last year. Um, but he's, he's uh, incredibly athletic for his size. He's very intelligent and, you know, it means a lot to him. I think he loves the game of football. Um, so yeah, I feel really good about he's how he's plugged in and then, you know, moving rush to guard, I, I think uh, has been a good move for our team and for rush. So, you know, those two playing on that left side, I feel really good about that. And then, you know, Omar and, and Marcus on the other side have played really well too. Is there anything different about the mentality that it takes to get into conference play? I mean, what do you think of just starting conference play in general? Well, you know, they're all still one at a time. They all count as one. Um, but ultimately, you know, what's what's proven the last couple of years is, you know, to win our conference, you can't lose a game. Um, and whether that's going to repeat itself this year, I don't know. But, you know, that's what starts for us here uh, on Saturday and, and, you know, there's a lot of teams I, I believe that are capable of uh, you know doing big things this year. A lot of uh, a lot of universities that are invested right now in in football, and, and that's a good thing for our league. Um, you know, a lot of teams right now that are in the top 25, a lot of teams that are worthy of that, um, did pretty well in the in the non-conference. So, you know, I, I think I think your your intensity, um, while always needing to be at a fever pitch. Um, you know, really needs to be at these, at, at these games and, you know, uh, I'm going on the road, um, you know, for the first game, um, you know, I know last year we had a struggle when that first, uh, non-conference game in Eastern Washington, but we found a way and, and that's really what, what it's gotta be about finding a way. And that's, you know, the team that can do that more, more times than anyone else is going to find itself uh, at the top. And that's what we aim to. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any Town Pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Town Pump. Right down the road. Pump it up. Oh, yeah. 
The Big Sky Breakdown, and now we are into Big Sky Conference play, and certainly a uh, exciting time of year. And there's going to be a couple really big matchups in the Big Sky. Right now, you got four teams from the Big Sky Conference ranked in the top ten, and there's two crossover matchups: Sac State playing at Idaho and Montana State playing at Weber State. We're joined now by Sac State head coach Andy Thompson. And coach, before we preview conference play, we got to say first of all, uh, congratulations on a great start to your head coaching career. Three and zero in the non-conference, pretty darn good and uh, feathered your cap highlight with a win over Stanford last week. So uh, take us through it. I mean, what was the preparation like last week, and how are you guys able to go to the farm and get a win? Yeah, just, you know, same as we do every week, um, you know, try to get the guys, uh, you know, dialed into what we're going to see and uh, try to play as a team. I thought we did a good job of that. Offense, defense, and special teams all contributed to, to, a, to a win, and, um, trying to improve every week. That's really what the non-conference schedule is about is, you know, how much better can you get from game one to game two and then continuing on that cycle for the rest of the year. And I do think we're improving. Um, at the same time, you watch the film and the guys watched it on Sunday and there's a lot of room for improvement this week with, you know, penalties we can be a lot better at and making sure uh, our run defense is, is, is strong. So, there's always something in coaching you can work on, and we're trying to trying to do that. Matching up against uh, a Pac-12 and, and Stanford, but also having the the opposing head coach be Troy Taylor. What was that dynamic like? How did it, how did it influence your? I guess how did I guess what was it like just coaching against Coach Taylor for the first time? Yeah, you know, definitely we we've shared a lot of ideas and we knew each other very well, and so I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, of having to do that um, just because. Um, you know, you care a lot for people that you worked with and, and definitely care a lot about him. And um, But at the same time, it's about the players and the players play the game. There's no coaches out there on the field. And I, I really do think the players um, were excited to play because it was a Pac-12 opponent, just like they're excited every week. Um, but uh, different dynamic. I'm glad we're, we're past it. Um, glad that we were able to uh, find a way to get a win in the fourth quarter. And now it's time to go to a Big Sky Conference play. Well, Caden Bennett has been uh, so good all season long, but particularly it seems like these last two weeks. And uh, he's the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Week this week. So uh, just talking about him, I mean, I, I gather I know that you guys internally had a lot of faith in, but what has helped him uh, perform so well here early in the season? Um, you know, I think a very uh, veteran offensive line. We've, we've uh, kind of had some guys in and out of that, but we've got some really strong players on our offensive line. Uh, senior running back Marcus Fulcher is a really good option and then we've got a bunch of receivers and tight ends that have played football so I think the guys around him um, you know he's the point guard he's got to be able to distribute the ball to all the different um, guys that we have on offense and I think he's done a good job of that and then he's just explosive I would use that you know word to describe him he can he can run he's probably the fastest guy on our team and he can also throw the ball um, on the move, and he's made some plays with his feet, and, uh, and he's made some plays, you know, moving out of the pocket. I think we had a fourth and three uh, against Stanford, and he rolls out and he hits a receiver, you know, down the field. Um, so I think that that's a tough that's tough on defenses when you have a guy that's so dynamic that can run and throw. Well, sometimes it seems like when you have all this off-season practice, you can't really truly tell what guys like him are like until you unleash him in games. I don't know if he's specifically like that, but I've seen that with guys with similar skill sets to him. I mean, do you feel like now seeing him in games, he's he's really been able to show you his full sort of barrage of skills? 
I think you're you're very correct on that, especially when you don't tackle quarterback in right. practice. Right. Right. Yeah, that that's the biggest thing. So you, you make a great point, and you know he he played behind two pretty good quarterbacks a year ago. I wouldn't say pretty good. I think really good. good yeah. Quarterbacks. Yeah. And so you know he's waited his turn, and, and kudos to him. He stayed working at his craft and continued to improve and. And, uh, you know, he's getting his opportunity now. Even the first game, you know, he was splitting time and he played well. And, and so now he's getting the opportunity. And um, I just I really have enjoyed seeing his maturity level and seeing his leadership with the team. Because ultimately, you know, quarterbacks get judged if, if they can lead the team down and score points. And he's done that. Um, and he, he, he'll tell you he, he still has a lot of improvement. Um and he's, he's excited for the season, but it's been great to watch him. On the defensive side, what have you liked? What sort of strides have you guys made? Well, we just have all those guys back, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the best defenses I've been around have usually been junior and senior dominated and, and defenses that, that, you know, where guys have played multiple years. They just learn so much from playing in games. Um, and, and we've got a lot of guys on defense that not just – have been here, but they've continued to improve. They've gotten bigger and faster and stronger. And they've been through, you know, some tough situations, and, and they know how to handle it. And they come out of that, and uh, they're really playing well as a group. Um, you know, it starts kind of in the middle. Jeff Stanley had a great game last week, three sacks. And Armand Bailey right behind him had 11 tackles. And um, You know, we've had some guys, you know, right in the middle of our defense that are playing well, and I, I do think our – our uh, corners and safeties have improved a lot, and they're they're doing a good job. So it's been a it's been a group effort, but I do think we've got a lot of guys that have played a lot of football on that side of the ball. Hey, Thompson joining us here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Let's talk about Big Sky Conference play. Then um, you've been around the league forever, whether it's your time as a player or an assistant coach, and now as a head coach. So um, I know you haven't played any league games yet this year, but how have you seen the league evolve? What's what's the same? What's different uh, from your your years being a, a part of it? I just think the university's investments in the football programs and athletics continues to grow, and you've got a lot of people that are, you know, creating, giving resources to programs, and you're seeing these programs that, you know, have, you know, new facilities, and, and they're able to recruit a lot of good football players, and there, there's quite a bit of depth throughout the league. Um, and then just the skill players, like always, very talented. You know, we're going to play Idaho. That quarterback is as good as, as anybody um, you know, he won the Jerry Rice Award winner last year and sitting right there with another receiver that's really talented, a couple of receivers. Um, and then if you, you put too much on those guys, they got a really good running game. So I think you could go through almost every team um, and you could, you could see that there's really talented uh, players and there's universities that are really stepping up and, and making athletics a priority. The the uh, evolution of the quarterback too has been fun to watch because I mean the Big Sky was a was sort of branded as a quarterback league from you know the 80s when Boise State and Montana State were winning national championships to uh, you know up through the 90s with the rise of the Grizz and then you know in the 2000s Eastern Washington and all the great players they've had it. There's been such great quarterbacks across the league for so so long, but then there was like this moment in time where. North Coast State was dominating on the national landscape, right? And so everybody decided, well, we need to figure out how to way to go ground and pound, run the ball. And, uh, you know, so Weaver State rose, Montana State with Jeff Choate rose, and, and the sort of the style they like to play. But now it seems like 
the evolution of the quarterback is reflected in the Big Sky again. There's so many of these dual threat guys. You got yourself one. You're facing one today, uh, this weekend as well. So, uh, what do you think of just sort of the evolution of that position in the Big Sky? Yeah, I think you're right on. I think you know it's no different than the you know all around college football. You're yeah. seeing it, and uh, you know um, there's so many opportunities to throw the football in, in a lot of areas in the country, and, and kids have become really good at it and um you know football has become more spread out um and quarterbacks have benefited from that at the same time you know uh, it still comes down to fundamentals in football you still have to be able to to throw and catch and, and block on offense and then on defense you have to be able to tackle and cover and get off blocks so i i i agree with you um there's there's as much or as many good quarterbacks as there's ever been um but the, the way that the game is played, it still comes down to those fundamentals. And the teams that do that the, the best are, are going to have the most success. And each week you're kind of going back to that as coaches. And so it's Wednesday practice for us, and we'll be out there working on, on those fundamentals because um, when you get to, to Saturdays, they show up big time. Well, doc, let's talk about this Saturday. They'd go into Moscow, first home game there for Idaho and they've had a good non-conference. They're ranked in the top ten, so it should be rocking there in the Kibbe Dome. What do you expect, and what have you seen out of the Vandals on tape so far that uh, you guys need to account for this upcoming weekend? Yeah, I think they're uh, they're very balanced on offense. Um, you know, they can run or pass really well. Um, you know, they give you a bunch of different looks. Coach X done a great job um, every place he's been, and he's, he's got a good staff there that's put together a lot of um, good players and they fit their scheme and they know what they want to do and, and they're really good at executing it. And then their defense has really played lights out. They've done a great job. And um, they were ahead 17-0 against Cal and, and uh, really was dominating the game um, against a good Pac-12 team. So um, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. Um, I think for us, you know, you know, every coach says it, but it's more about how we can improve and what we can get done. Um, making sure that we're playing smart, making sure, you know, we're taking care of all the details to execute uh, the game plan and, and then see how we do, you know, um, our special teams, it'll be a huge part too in the dome there, uh, making sure they've got an explosive kick returner. So I think that's a huge part of the game is making sure that, you know, we don't give up any big returns. So, all three phases got to be working to beat a really good football team in Idaho. Well, Idaho has such uh, dynamic players offensively, so many guys that have made a ton of headlines all offseason and, and early this season. But, I mean, the number one guy is Hayden Hatton. And, I mean, he's just as prolific as anybody in the league's seen in, in at least a handful of years. So uh, what are the challenges of, of slowing him down? Well, just like you said, he's got great catch radius. He catches the ball, you know, kind of anywhere. Uh, runs good routes, uh, strong. He's very confident, uh, and you know you you got to be able to you know play tight coverage on him, and and uh, they make it tough on you because if you put you know more than one guy over there, they're going to run the football. Um, and so, yeah, he's a really good player. They do a really good job of featuring him, and and he's just one of a, you know three or four guys on their team that that can make plays. It's just not him, also. Last thing for you, then, uh, just keys for you guys, and what would a win do in Moscow for the momentum of your season moving forward? Uh, you know, it's a good way to start the conference season. It's a long year. Um, you know, you got to, you know, last couple of years, you've had to win every single football game in the conference to get a conference championship. So, you know, you don't have a lot of room for error. 
and I'm sure the league's going to be that way, especially when you don't play everybody in the league. Yep. Um, so you got to be ready to go right from the jump, and and um, you know I think the keys are always the same. You got to you got to be able to uh, you know score when you have the ball on offense. You know you get limited possessions, so points per possession is a huge you know statistic that we talk about all the time on offense and defense. You know you obviously got to try to win the turnover battle every week, and then your special teams have to be able to impact the game. So those are kind of the three things we talk about all the time. Hey, Thompson, head coach of Sac State. They're on the road at Idaho on Saturday. We'll have a crew there in Moscow covering the action. Coach, I know it's a busy week. Congratulations on the successes so far, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for taking a minute. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you, Coulter. You guys have a great week, and I'm sure we'll talk later in the season. There's a lot of things that make Montana great from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. So across the sidelines, where we interview uh, opposing head coaches that will play either Montana or Montana State throughout the week. And right now we're joined by NAU head coach Chris Ball. Seems like a, an annual or a, a biannual appearance for him here uh, on the show. Coach, good to hear from you, man. Thanks so much for taking some time. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Uh, very good. Uh, happy to have you back. I always like talking football with you. Um, well, let's just go through uh, your season so far. Uh, a tough start for Northern Arizona for sure. Uh, what have you liked about how your team's performed, and, and also what are the things that maybe you want to see improve now that Big Sky Conference play is here? You know, we, we've had, we've we've played a tough schedule uh, our first two games, and um, you know, thought we were very very physical on both sides of the ball. Um, we got a bunch of new players that we picked up last uh, January, and um, you know, there's we last week was sort of a disaster. We turned the ball over five times, which isn't like us and uh, I don't care who you're playing you turn it over five times you're not going to win so I'm a little disappointed in that um, but but you know we're making improvement we're getting better every day uh, getting a lot of guys back this week off of injuries and um, you know going into camp we felt like we had a good team and um, you know I think uh, we stumbled last week and uh, turning the ball over and uh, but we are a physical football team Um and, uh, you know, our, our, our record doesn't show, but I think we're much improved uh, from last year. Well, you mentioned the addition of, of so many new players, and, and that's just this, like, omnipresent storyline in college football, right, is is how are you navigating the world of the transfer portal, and then you add in all the extra eligibility that has been a part of the narrative these last couple of years. And you guys are no different. So just tell us about that element of your roster. I know you, you guys added – something like 30-plus guys out of the portal this uh, last offseason. Um, how ne- how necessary was that, and and what's the process like getting those guys to acclimate to your team, to your culture, all that sort of stuff? Well, you know, it, it's cha- it changed. It changed overnight, and we can all sit around and complain about, you know, the portal and the, the, the rules, but it's not going to change, you know. And um, so we, we looked at it, and uh, we actually brought in 21 scholarship uh portal guys and um it's amazing the number of guys nowadays that are out there that don't have a place to go 
So we, we, we ended up taking, you know, I think we've got seven or eight portal walk-ons. Um, and we brought in 15 scholarship freshmen. So, um, yeah, our numbers are, are, are high, seem like a high, but compared to some people, they're not. Um, we needed to upgrade our offensive line and our, our running back uh, position and uh, thought that the, the portal was a good way to go about it. We added a couple D, D linemen, um, needed some more depth there. But, um, you know, we're pretty picky about who we brought in. Uh, we did a good job of vetting the guys, and uh, but we needed to upgrade some positions uh, quicker and thought the portal was the way to go. Something I don't want to do year in and year out. I like the high school model more than the portal model, but um, the portal does give you an opportunity to upgrade at certain positions. It is just, it's such a, a, a strange and ever evolving time. But I like what you said right there, where, you know, it changed overnight. We could sit and complain about it, but at the end of the day, it's not changing back. So you kind of just have to find ways to embrace it, right? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's uh, given us more depth of positions. And, uh, you know, I think my, uh, Bobby's done a good job over the years and uh, of red shirt guys being able to red shirt guys and getting his numbers up. We're, we're at 84 scholarship players for the first time. And I don't know how long. Wow. And, um, so we finally got there, you know, obviously at FCS, we had 63 scholarships divide up to 85 guys. And, uh, we finally got there. And I think the portal helped us do that. Uh, and over the, you know, my first few years here, we, we, we couldn't, our numbers just weren't great. You know, we, we started uh camp with 110 guys and then, when school started, we were up to 130. So we got 130 guys on the team right now, which helps us practice and uh, gives us more depth that uh, you're not just scout teams, but uh, at certain positions. You know, the teams that are winning, you know, you're looking at um, Montana, Montana State, South Dakota, North Dakota State. You know, they're rotating a lot of D linemen, a lot of D linemen. And, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to get our numbers up there, and we did through the portal. So, um, it's unique, <laughs> definitely different, uh, but it does give everybody a chance to upgrade its position. Uh, do we, you know, do, do coaches like it? Uh, not necessarily, but they, like I said, I don't think it's going to go back to the way it was. And uh, we've embraced it, and uh, hopefully down the road it's going to be successful for us. Chris Ball joining us. He's the head coach of Northern Arizona. Lumberjacks host Montana on Saturday afternoon at the walk-up Sky Dome. Grizz's first trip down there uh, since 2021. Uh, tell us about your quarterback position, Coach. I know you lost a, a, a really talented one in R.J. Martinez who went to Baylor, but you brought in a couple other talented guys, and I was particularly impressed with your freshman that you played a little bit last week, I guess a lot of bit last week against Utah Tech. And uh, we talked to Mitch Stroman yesterday. Adam DeMonte was a, a, a part of the conversation for sure, just going over some of his crazy high school numbers and, and accolades and things like that. So, um how have you thought your quarterback play has been so far this year? What's given the, the true freshman an opportunity to sort of get in the mix? Uh, you know, I thought it was really good up until uh, the second quarter last week's game. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, it, was, it sort of fell apart there. But Kai had been playing uh, – Kai uh, Miller had been playing really well for us and, um, you know, struggled uh, there in the second quarter. And so he gave Adam some reps, and Adam stepped in and did a really good job. And, you know, he turned it over three times. So – um, you know, those guys got to learn to take care of the ball. Adam was very talented coming out of high school. Uh, he was a sub hundred, uh, uh, sub 1100 meter guy and threw for a bunch of touchdown passes and not very many interceptions. So 
you know, we're excited about both those guys. Both those guys can contribute and uh, help us win. Um, they just got to take care of the ball better. But uh, both are very talented. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Defensively, what have you liked out of your squad, and who stood out for you so far? Who do you think's playing at a high level for you? You know, Mark Coaching, our, our defensive tackle, uh, has been playing extremely well for us. Um, like I said, our, our D line overall has been playing well for us. Um, a fresh, we got a freshman Alec McLaughlin who has played extremely well. Um, uh, we've been a little bit beat up in the secondary, getting some guy, like I said, getting some guys back this week. Uh, that haven't really played a lot for us this year, um, but but are, are talented players. Um, so we're getting them back. But you know, our, I, I'm really really happy with our our um, D line and then Malachi Williams has been playing really really well at the safety spot. You know, um, he we we're physical. We are a physical defense, um, and uh, very pleased with that. Uh, but, um, you know, we've got to continue to do that and continue to be physical, but it's something that I, I'm excited about. But uh, our defensive line and our safeties have been playing really well. Well, Montana coming to town, and Grizz always uh, among the most physical teams in the league, and the way they play defensively, a uh, swarming style, and I think the scheme definitely caters to that as well. So uh, start there when it comes to breaking down Montana. They run all these unorthodox pressures and blitzes and stuff like that. How do you go about preparing for a style like that? It's tough, you know, and, and, and you know, I don't know. The scheme is hard enough, but the, the way they play, you know, the effort and the energy they play with, I think they play really, really well together as a unit. Uh, they communicate well. Um, you don't see many missed assignments. Uh, they're very, very physical. But I think the most impressive things are energy and their effort. Yeah, that's impressive. You watch them on film, and they're, they're all on the same page. They communicate well, and they get after it. They flat out get after it. It's impressive to watch. So we've got our hands full with that. And, um, we're looking forward to it. You know, it's a good measuring stick for us as far as um, uh, you know where we at, where we compare. You know, it's one of the best teams in our conference, if not one of the better teams in the country. And uh, we're going to see how we match up. But uh, definitely, definitely talented on defense. When it comes to your guys' offensive personnel, watching you, I, I was really impressed with your speed at wide receiver, and it seems like you like to use those guys uh, vertically and horizontally and sort of get them in space. Uh, how big of that is a part of your offensive game plan, and, and what have you thought of just uh, sort of the overall uh, appearance of that speed uh, it, on the uh, offensive side of the ball? Well, those guys have been a part. You know, they've been with us, uh, Hendricks Johnson, Coleman Owens, um, Jamal. Those guys have been with us for a long time. And uh, they're the big, big part of our offense. Always will be every week. Uh, but they're, they're they're smart players. They've played a lot of football for us. Um, we've added a few more guys to that that group. That uh, Elijah Taylor has been playing really, really, really well, and um, uh, and uh, really pleased with where he's at. So um, those guys are always be a part of our game plan. Those are guys that uh, show up every day, work hard. Those guys you can depend on. Again, they're very, very experienced. So uh, 
the, every every weekend and week out, they're going to be a big part of our big game plan. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app previewing Montana's game at Northern Arizona on Saturday afternoon. Chris Ball, the head coach of the Lumberjacks, joining us here on ESPN Radio. Uh, how about on the other side, when Montana has the ball, uh, they've been running a, a sort of a two-quarterback attack. They, they uh, have shown a pretty uh, high penchant to try to run the ball early and often. So what do you think of that side of the matchup? Yeah, I guess, you know, it's something we got to do. we got to stop the run. You know, it's uh, they're doing a good job at it, and we got some talented backs back there. And, uh, um, you know, looking at them on tape, you know, in order to be six, successful, we've got to stop the run. Got to stop the run and um, try to create some takeaways. And uh, But uh, they're doing a good job running the football. And um, philosophy that we've taken up, you know, we added some backs to our offense and some offensive linemen and uh, – We've been trying to run the ball a lot better, too. So it uh, might be a fast game for you, you know, <laughs> a lot less throwing than it has been in the past on both sides of the ball. But uh, uh, for us to be successful against Montana, we got to stop the run. When it comes to just the, the general uh, feeling around the Big Sky Conference, I mean, the league seems at least as, as stacked as it's ever been in terms of the total depth of the league. I mean, I think there's six teams in the top 15 right now of the national polls, uh, including the, the 11th-ranked Grizz coming to, to Flagstaff on Saturday. So uh, what do you think of just the, the sort of the landscape of the league with Big Sky Conference play opening up? Well, it's it's phenomenal from top to bottom. It's it's the toughest conference in the country is FCS, um, and we play all of them. So uh, <laughs> we got all, all, all six of them uh, this year, unfortunately. But um, – you know, it's 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 a great conference, and from you better show up every weekend. It doesn't matter who you're playing, uh, because everybody's got a chance to beat you. And uh, it, there's the one thing that's really impressive about this league: if you can coach in this league, you can coach anywhere. And uh, it's very very competitive. The coaching is is, is really really high level, and the, the talent is the same. I mean, the high level talent at all schools. Everybody's got somebody that can hurt you. And uh, on any given day, anybody can get beat anybody. So, um, you know, we get after each other. Uh, you better be prepared or you're going to get out coached. Or if you don't know, you know, somebody, uh, a player on any team in our league can hurt you. So um, it's a tough conference. Um, it, 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 it's great to be involved as far as a competitor. I mean, where else would you rather play? You know, FCS, this is, this is the place to be. And, uh, um, there are some really, really, really good football teams in our league. Well, last thing for you then, what are your highest priorities on Saturday? I mean, what are the things you, you, you want your team to execute to hope to come out with a victory over Montana? We've got to take care of the football. We have got to take care of the football. We've got to create some takeaways defensively. We've got to stop the run. We've got to run the ball. Those are things that we really need to focus on, and uh, um, that's what we're going to try and do. Montana at Northern Arizona Saturday afternoon. Chris Ball, the head coach of the Lumberjacks, joining us here on Nuanas Now. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Best of luck on Saturday, and thanks for taking a minute. Okay, no problem. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Chris Ball here on Nuanas Now. It's across the sidelines. And also a big shout-out to my guy Kevin over at Westside Private Gym. Kevin has a doctorate in physical therapy, and he is an excellent trainer and physical therapist. The easiest way to explain what my uh, new – endeavor with him is we're trying to break down all the concrete and as you get older 
you got a whole bunch of inflexibilities, immobilities. Your body is formed a certain way from all the ways you've been favoring your various bumps and bruises and injuries. And, you know, you can you can make it through. But are you actually living your best life? Are you actually as mobile and flexible and malleable as you can be? And, uh, you know, I've had some knee injuries, some shoulder injuries. And so, I, you know, I work out a lot. But, you know, a lot of times maybe you're training in the wrong way or, or your muscles just aren't firing in a proper fashion. So, we're breaking down the concrete and building it back up. The first couple of weeks of these workouts have been pretty much just physical therapy based, tearing down some fascia, you know, loosening up the muscles, really working on the mobility, working on being mindful with the breathing and the muscle engagement, trying to make the muscles proportionally fire. That's such a key thing, and, and Kevin does such a great job of explaining that. So really appreciate him. Can't wait for the journey to continue, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on over there. But uh, Fit during football back for another year and uh, couldn't do it without the Hype House or especially Kevin over there at Westside Private Gym. I've been looking forward to this all summer and I, I truly can't wait. It actually snuck up on me because we've just been so crazy busy around here. But the County Crows are in Missoula tonight and uh, I just can't wait to see them. I can't believe they're coming to Missoula. It, it truly blows my mind. The first time Incubus came, it blew my mind. And then we, it, the crowd showed out so much, I wasn't surprised when they came back a second time. It truly blows my mind. Counting Crows is going to be here uh, in Missoula tonight. So it should be a fun one out there at the Kettle House. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Missed anything in this Tuesday show. Tons and tons of high school football talk for you. Hunter Chandler and Levi Weshi of Bozeman Gallatin and Bozeman High School respectively joined us to break down that crosstown matchup coming up on Friday. Had our Treasure State Stars and our Vertical Rays Player of the Week. We talked to Big Sky Conference football, give you a preview of the Sac State-Idaho game, some thoughts on Montana and Northern Arizona, some thoughts on Montana State-Weber State, and uh, also just talked our way around the world of eight-man football as well. You find it all in the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. We are awaiting uh, Braxton Hill, senior linebacker, captain for the Grizz football team, our Grizz star of the week. So hopefully we can get that in. Maybe uh, might have to try again tomorrow. We'll see if we can get him here uh, before our time is up. But in the meantime, let's start getting some people entered in to the Fight Fusion event uh, down there at the Adams Center on Friday night. We got a whole bunch of tickets for you this week. So text us right now, 406-888-1029. Any and all texts will get you entered to win a pair of tickets to the uh, MMA event down at the Adams Center uh, on Friday night. So we'll be giving you opportunities to win today, tomorrow, and Thursday. Text us right now. Any and all texts will get you entered, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Was really... um, Breaking down from a personnel perspective, the Grizz game, uh, I watched it again. I've watched it a couple times now. First of all, I was just so captivated by the size, speed, athleticism of Ferris State. But then I also wanted to just evaluate some of the Grizz personnel. And I know that there's a lot of uh, question marks about the Grizz still because it took them a little while to finish the deal against Butler in their opener. They certainly looked decisive. So very vanilla in, in a big win at Utah Tech. 
And then last week they had their hands full with the two-time defending Division II champs from Ferris State. And uh, I really think, though, that there's some parts of the Grizz that I think I can comfortably say are good. I think their linebacker play right now has been really, really good. And uh, I thought that particularly on Saturday night with Riley Wilson out, I thought Braxton Hill, Levi Janicaro both played uh, outstanding games, and you could just tell they were feeding off the crowd. It sounds like uh, we have our Grizz Star of the Week. Our Grizz Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller Lot. Ryan and Miller Lot, your Montana attorneys. It's Braxton Hill from Anaconda, Montana. Braxton, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Well, first and foremost, i got to ask you – not necessarily about your statistical performance on Saturday night, but about what it felt like to be in that game. Watching you and watching the film back, it seemed like you were living in a different world in that game and just loving every moment of the blackout uh, under the, the Washington Grizzly Stadium lights. So just take us through it, man. I mean, how much fun was that, playing in that game on Saturday night? Oh, it was a blast, man. I mean, looking back at all the games I've played in Washington Grizzly Stadium, that's definitely up there for the best. And, uh, you know, before the game, um, Coach Houck, he, he talked about uh, to our whole entire team, you know, just being uh, um, thankful and uh, understanding that we don't have a ton of opportunities left as seniors in Washington Grizzly Stadium. And, I mean, I was just fired up to, you know, go out there and play. You know, I got my family, a bunch of friends were in town, and, you know, blackout game, Sean O'Malley, sweet jerseys. I mean, it, it was electric in there, man. It was so fun to watch, and uh, it's so fun to watch you guys play. Sean O'Malley, that was one of the stories of the game. Thirty-five. I know uh, it, it's because it's he's the 135-pound world champion in the UFC. Uh, but a little love there from the champ. That's pretty cool that you guys had the same jersey on, at least for a night. Yeah, no, it was sweet. Um, it was funny. In, in the third quarter, I'm, I'm on the, the bench next to Levi, and I'm, I'm trying to ask him about a coverage. He's like, dude, he's wearing 35. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you gotta push, you got to push to the boundary. <laughs> but no, it, it was it was cool. <laughs> it was sweet. I mean, obviously, like like you said, he was wearing it because he's in the 135 weight class. But uh, I mean, if people want to believe that he was wearing it because of me, I'll, I'll take it. Hey, for sure, no doubt about it. Braxton Hill joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. It's our Grizz Star of the Week. Um, give us your 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 evaluation going into Big Sky Conference play. I know you guys prepare the same faceless opponent every week, but. Um, what do you think of just entering conference play and now, you know, starting the pursuit of, of one of your guys' primary goals? Yeah, you know, um, I think we're um, happy to be 3-0 for sure. And like you said, I mean, we're, our approach isn't going to change it, um, one week at a time. And, you know, we got NAU in our gun sights right now. And, um, you know, whether it's big sky conference play or, uh, um, you know, games against non-conference opponents, we're just going to take it week, week by week and try to go 1-0. So looking forward to the – upcoming game Saturday. Well, uh, one thing I noticed just watching some NAU stuff, especially when they have the ball offensively, they love to use the screen game. They love to stretch you vertically, but also stretch you horizontally as well. So how does that impact just your responsibilities as a linebacker going into this matchup? Yeah, you know, it's huge. Um, You know, definitely they try to get uh, your eyes all over the place. So, you know, as linebackers and secondary, we're going to have to be disciplined within our keys and um, we're just going to have to continue to do that throughout the entire game, you know, whether we're tired or not. So um, that'll definitely be a challenge. But, uh, you know, just keep keep prepping and keep learning those different cues that will help us out during, during the game. You mentioned just Coach Houck saying that, uh, you know, just reminding you guys to sort of enjoy the moment, right? 
and it seems yeah. like that's something that's really shared with with you and a couple other of your classmates uh, that have been you know around this Montana football program for so long now. How important is that to you, though? This sort of being in this moment and soaking it all in, and and uh, just sort of absorbing here this la- your senior year for the Grizz. Oh, I mean, it's the most important thing to me in the world right now. You know, just uh, um, trying to go one and zero every week, and you know, I'd say the senior class were really tight. I mean, I've lived with um, a handful of the guys uh, for four or five years, and you know, just knowing that you know, come come December, January, whenever the season's over, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna part ways, and we won't be together anymore. So you know, just just playing for each other, understanding that uh, we get to play in a, an amazing place every single Saturday. Um, or I guess if we're home, but you know, just understanding that, and like we talk, we talk to the guys who um, have left. You know, guys who graduated, and they they tell us they they just soak it in, man. When you're when you're done, you you miss it so much. So every chance we get, we're just soaking it in. Well, you guys, your senior class has some pretty cool stories, and the linebacker group particularly is just a, an awesome collection of guys that have just persevered through so much. I mean, yourself and the injuries you had in high school, and then you know coming to Montana and gray shirt and working your way up. And Levi Janicaro didn't really even have a position, and now he's an All Big Sky type guy there at linebacker. And you know, Flink, same thing. Tyler Flink was a fullback in high school, and, and now he's a an impactful linebacker at the Big Sky Conference level. So. Um, I mean, just being around guys that have sort of had similar mindsets, similar sort of growth mindsets, how much has that influenced you both as a player and a person? Oh, yeah, it's it's influenced me a ton. I mean, those are my dudes right there, Tyler and Levi. And um, like you said, you know, we're we're definitely like-minded. I feel like um, coming in, we kind of came from similar backgrounds. I mean, Coach Johnson was their high school coach. He's from Anaconda. For sure. He, he, he preached to them, you know, just um, being tough, playing physical, and, uh, you know, coming from Anaconda, that was kind of my motto coming in. And that's Coach Hawk's motto, and I think um, kind of just fit well. And, you know, like like I said earlier, we live together, me, Levi, and um, Flink. And, yeah, you know, we're, we're close as can be, and we're all, we're all just hardworking, and we're, we're uh, grizz or die, man. The, the place you come from, too, I mean, there's a, gr- a lot of great small towns in Montana, and there's so many small towns that love to support the guys that come out of there. But you'd be hard-pressed to find a town that supports their athletes like Anaconda. Anaconda is a special place. They love sports in Anaconda. And you've gotten this sort of rare opportunity. I know your sister got a similar one as well, playing for the Lady Grizz. But this rare opportunity to represent Anaconda on sort of a statewide level. So, I mean, what have you thought of that part of your experience and how much pride do you take? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take I take a ton of pride in, um, you know, being from Anaconda. And uh, like you said, you know, my sister um, – she came first and, you know, she had a ton of support from there and, you know, Anaconda is a, it's a great place. Every time I go back, um, you know, I bring buddies, we go golf at old works or we just go back and hunt and fish. And every, every time we're walking in a restaurant or anything like that, there's always people saying, Hey, we love watching you guys and stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's special and, um, I'm thankful for that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just an awesome deal. Well, last thing for you then, um, you believe are the key factors for you guys to to fulfill your high expectations. I know you have high ex- expectations internally. What is going to need to happen? What do you guys need to do to to sort of continue to play well and continue to pile up wins? Yeah, we just got we just got to keep getting better, man. We gotta um, we gotta focus on ourselves, you know. Um, whatever the game plan is, we got we got to be locked in. You know, we always say um, today we had a Tuesday practice. Um, 
you know, we, we win our game Saturday on Tuesday. We, we don't win it on Saturday. So, you know, just taking it day by day, taking it week by week, and just trying to improve. You know, we're still trying to play our best game. Um, I don't think we've played our best game. Um, and I know my teammates would second that and the coaches. So, um, just trying to get better and, you know, preparing, preparing our butts off, man. Braxton Hill, Grizz Star of the Week. Keep enjoying it, man. Really proud of you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, man. Take care. There you go. Grizz Star of the Week presented by Ryan and Miller Law. We're late. We got some baseball coming right at you. MLB action right here on ESPN Radio. Don't change the channel. We'll see you tomorrow on Nuanas Now. Whether you're a sports fan or you run a business, you got to have something to wear. Why not get it branded? Why not represent your favorite sports teams, your favorite high school, your favorite college, your favorite pro team? Why not represent your business when you're out and about your respective communities? Anode Designs can help you out. Anode Designs, our great friend Blake Hempstead, contributor at Skyline Sports. He's the man in charge there at Anode, and they can get you hooked up with everything from Anaconda Copperhead gear to any and every sort of branded gear for your business. Find out more, visit Anode Designs you can also find them on Facebook. Anno Designs is located at 421 East Park Avenue in Anaconda. You can find them on Facebook or you can give them a call 406-563-0121. Where we get all our gear from Skyline Sports, Anno Designs in Anaconda. We go now to the Rangers Players RV phone line. Welcome in. Starting defensive end for the uh, University of Montana. Uh, a guy that joined the program this last offseason as a transfer from UCLA, it's Hayden Harris. Hayden, thanks for doing this with us, man. I know it's kind of weird. I never actually met you in person, but I've seen you around. Uh, thanks for joining us here on ESPN Radio. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, I'm really excited for the Saturday. Well, good. I, I, I think a lot of people are. Night game in Missoula is going to be pretty cool. Uh, I know you've been in Missoula for a little while now, so what have you thought? I mean, what's the transition been like living here in the Garden City? You know, I'm originally from Seattle, um, a metro city uh, outside of Seattle. So it's honestly pretty similar in terms of, you know, the lifestyle and the people that live here are really, really good people. Um, but definitely a night and day difference compared to my last school. But, you know, Missoula has treated me well, and I'm just happy to be here. Well, you, you got one home game under your belt. Uh, you got to run out of the tunnel for the first time a couple weeks ago against Butler. What was that experience like? It was really cool. You know, Missoula, I know, and the Grizz have one of the best home field environments, you know, out there. Um, nothing I've really experienced before, and, you know, it was just really cool to getting my uh, first win under my belt and my first win at home here in Missoula. So uh, it was pretty special. Well, when it comes to this acclimating uh, to the team, just the, the scheme in general, uh, it's a, bit, a little bit uh, unorthodox what Montana likes to do with their defensive linemen. I know they're asking you to do a lot at your defensive end spot. So, How's that part been, and, and how would you sort of just describe your general role in the in the Grizz defense? Yeah, man, so um, it's a big difference coming from a four down to a three down. Um, but I knew that coming into the portal, you know, I'd have to do a lot of new um, techniques in terms of the defense we're running. Um, but I've adapted pretty well so far, I would say. Um, I'm still getting a few kinks down and um, finally getting that transition period over, but... Um, it's really cool the defense we play. A lot of guys make plays, and we get excited when guys make plays. So it's a really cool uh, defense to play in. Um, can't wait to show you guys on Saturday. That's that's what's fun about watching the Grizz defense, right, is it's sort of this controlled chaos, and then all of a sudden there's one or two guys that get put in these great positions to make big plays, and you guys have made a lot of big plays already, forced a ton of turnovers, and getting pretty good pressure on the quarterbacks as well. Hayden Harris joining us here on Nuanas Now. He is a defensive end for the University of Montana football team. 
a couple more questions for you just about uh, stuff off the field. Uh, what do you thought of campus life so far? But where do you, first of all, where are you going to school for? So I'm a graduate. I just came here as a graduate. So right. um, I'm doing my master's of business. So that, that takes up a lot of my time, you know, outside of football, outside of film study. I'm, you know, getting my hand in the books, um, making sure I'm dialed in with school. Um, other than that, I mean, hanging out with friends, hanging out with teammates, getting close with the guys, you know, that's been something that's been really cool for me and um, is definitely special about the Grizz. Not a lot of time when you're getting your master's degree, but I mean, that's what's, you know, there's a lot of stuff about the, this whole sort of extended eligibility and, and the, all the stuff that happened at, during and after the pandemic. But one thing I think is so cool is all you guys getting the opportunity to pursue not only a degree, but multiple degrees. So, I mean, what do you think of the opportunity? Montana's got a great business school. Getting an MBA here in Missoula is a, a great deal for you. So, I mean, what do you think of just this chance that you got to, to sort of improve your life through education? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, COVID was tough. Um, but, again, there, there are a few positives that come out of it, likely enough, like, you know, getting an extra year of eligibility, you know, to pursue a master's, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, at my prior school, I wasn't able to get my business degree, but I am able to get my master's of business here. So it's a really cool opportunity. Um, I think it's really good for the athletes to be able to, be able to get multiple degrees. Um, uh, Trey John Cotton recently got his second degree, yeah. working on his third. I, th- I just think it's really special and a really cool opportunity for us. I thought it was a, a neat story that the Missoulian had a couple weeks ago on Trajan Cotton. Uh, youngest of six kids and the first kid from his entire family, first person from his entire family to get a college degree. And that's what it really is all about. Uh, pretty darn cool. Hayden Harris joining us here. Uh, on is now, former UCLA transfer, is now a starting defensive end for the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, last thing for you then, Hayden, your overall goals for this season. I know Montana always has high expectations internally, so how do you guys go about chasing those high expectations this year with the Grizz? You know, our goal every every week is to win. Um, as long as we prepare the the right way and we're close to the team and we do things the right way, winning will come. Um, so our goal every week is, you know, just to get a W on Saturday and we'll learn from the mistakes. There you go. Hayden Harris, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, nice to meet you at least over the phone. We'll look forward to seeing you again. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Well, time now for our Montana State Minute. Checking in on Bobcat football, and Montana State got right in a big way on Saturday. They rolled to a 41-6 halftime lead and then cruised from there, 57-20 over Stetson, coming off of a heartbreaking loss to number 1 South Dakota State two weeks ago. Bobcats finished the non-conference 2-1, and one, headed into conference play, one of the biggest conference openers around the big sky, Montana State at Weber State on Saturday night in Ogden, Utah. We're joined now. Montana State's sophomore defensive back, Drew Polidor, joining us. Drew, thanks so much for taking some time, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, first and foremost, uh, let's just talk about Saturday, because I know that you guys, uh, coming out of the South Dakota State game, certainly uh, wanted to get the bad taste out of your mouth, and what a quick start for you guys. So what would you think of just uh, sort of the way you guys retook the field, and, and uh, how good did it feel to just put Stetson away pretty early on? 
Oh, it was a great feeling out there this weekend. We definitely wanted to get some momentum going into conference play this next week against Weber State, traveling on the road. Uh, it was great for us to come in, fix the mistakes that we made the week before. And, of course, at the end of the day, we're looking for a W, and that's what we got. How important was it? I mean, I know you guys were, you know, favored to win, and Stetson's a non-scholarship program, all that stuff. But just given the way that the game ended and just how crazy it was in Brookings, I mean, how, how big was it for you guys to just kind of get back on the right foot? It was just um, we worked really hard for that game in South in South Dakota, and it didn't come out the way we wanted it. Uh, a bunch of the guys had a bitter taste in their mouth, and even though we were favored to win, every week we expect to win, and we didn't get it done the week prior, so it felt good to go out there and do what we were supposed to do and what we work hard to do. Drew Polidor here on Nuanas Now at ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. How about your transition? When you first came to Montana State, you were playing mostly corner, and now you're playing some safety, and uh, I love the adjustment you guys have made there. I feel like it gets more great players on the field, and you, you've played really great so far this year. So, I mean, how, how's the adjustment gone? What, what do you think of your performance so far? Um, the adjustment has been fun. Uh, I'm definitely still learning a lot, still getting my feel for the position, being it's I've played three games in my entire life at free safety now. Um I'd say we definitely lost uh, a valuable player in Jeff last year, and I wanted to come in and fill that void for him. We had a lot more depth at corner than we did at the free safety position coming out of last season. And just going forward so far, I've loved it. I feel as though I'm able to exhibit my athleticism a lot more, a lot of being able to show how aggressive I can play and making tackles that I not necessarily would be making at corner. So. I love the adjustment. Coach Vegan and Coach Garza wanted me to make it. I also wanted to make it. I actually came up to them about it, and they loved it for me. And we're rolling now. Seems like you you love to hit. I mean, is is that a fair assessment? Oh yeah, no. I I definitely my dad growing up. I remember being three years old, going to flag football. Finally, when I got to pads in first grade, he told me, "Hey, if you're hitting, hit with bad intentions." <laughs> Be the hammer, not the nail, and that's what I still play by today. Look, uh, you gotta love it. You mentioned Jeffrey Manning too. I think that's an interesting deal because he came in as as a corner and and transitioned to free safety too. So, what are some of the 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 common factors? Or I, I guess why is it seem like it, it can be kind of a smooth transition going from corner to free safety in this defense? Well, going from corner to free safety in this defense, I wouldn't say is a smooth transition. I'd say. It was smooth being that I've already played here and I've also made an impact on the field prior. However, uh, it's definitely a grinder moving from cornerback to free safety because you're not really making the reads and checks that you have to make at free safety. You're not that quarterback of the defense. So uh, props to Jeff, props to me as well. I feel like that was a tough transition, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do to help the team win. Drew Polidor here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. It's our Montana State Minute. He's a sophomore free safety uh, for the Bobcat football team. Just transitioning to life in Bozeman, what have you thought? I know, I know you spent a little bit of time there at the uh, Air Force Academy there in Colorado Springs. So uh, we're in the mountains a little bit before, but you're from Texas, from uh, right outside of Houston. So what have you thought of just life in Montana, life in Bozeman? Life in Montana has actually been something I'm starting to get used to. It's uh. It's on my visit up here. It surprised me. I thought it would just be farmland and fields. 
just rolling plains and mountains out here. However, there is a nice city. It's a nice college town. Uh, there's a lot to do. I've taken on fishing lately. And nice. That's that's helped me fast time just out there on the river. But uh, no, I've, I have a girlfriend out here now. It's becoming a second home for me. I love it out here. Well, it's awesome, man. It's great to hear. Who's your who? Who taught you about the fishing? I know there's a lot of guys on the team that really love fishing. So who introduced it to you? Um, so my girlfriend actually introduced oh, nice. it to me. Uh, her both of her parents went to Montana State University, but she's from Denver, Colorado. But she she knew the ropes a lot more than I did. So she actually is the one who gave me the lessons on fishing out here at first. Well, one of the best places to learn how to fish, because I think that anybody that knows how to fish, they try to get to uh, Bozeman in around the Gallatin Valley because there's just such oh, great no fishing there. So uh, you're pretty lucky. Trout you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Got to love it. Drew Polidor here uh, on Nuan is now. Uh, well, how, how about then just uh, transitioning into Big Sky Conference play then? I mean, you guys, 2-1 uh, and one coming off a win and uh, now a big one against Weber State. So uh, what do you think of your guys' prospects moving into to, uh, conference play? And, and does the mindset change when you enter Big Sky Conference play? Oh, uh, yes, the mindset definitely changes. Um, at the end of the day, you still want to win every single game. But we know that these games moving forward are for the rings. And – we got one last year. However, we were co-champs. But coming in against Weber State to start Big Sky play is a big one, knowing that we beat them twice last year. They have a bitter taste in their mouth, and they're going to give us their best shot to begin with. When you when you look at Weber on film, I mean, to me, I, I've watched them a couple of times, watched them against Northern Iowa, um, and they, they look like – Weber State, I mean, they look like they have for 10-plus years, you know, good up front on both sides of the ball, great size, uh, you know, love to just play physical football. So, I mean, does this Weber State team look the same to you? And if so, how do you go about embracing the challenge of the matchup? They look the same. Uh, in general to me, I'd say they're, they're a good three-phase team. They're very powerful on their special teams. That puts them in position on defense and offense where they can make plays as well. Uh, Actually, no running back over a couple running backs over there came from the Houston and Katy area. Uh, Adrian Cormier and Damon Bankston, those boys can play. I played with uh, Bankston since I was a kid, really. And we got a lot of respect for him. We know it's going to be a dogfight out there. Well, so that's interesting. So, were you uh, same high school, rival high schools? Where, where, where do you go back to Bankston with? So, going back with Bankston, I played with him uh, originally in fifth grade. Uh, on a, it was a pretty popular select team at the time. The Katy Sun Devils has a lot of four and five stars out playing college football right now that played on that team as well. And uh, Adrian Cormier, he's just from the area as well. And uh, I met him at a few camps, and he was a really cool kid. Well, cool. I mean, there's a lot of great players from that part of the world, so not surprising that there is some crossover, but fun that uh, you guys get to uh, compete against each other now. Drew Polidor joining us here uh, on is Now. Last thing for you then, man, what, what do you think are the keys for you guys if you're going to go down to Ogden and get a win? What was that? Sorry. What are the keys for you guys if you're going to go down to Ogden and get a win? Uh, we want to go down there. We want to be the most physical team, of course. We want to um, go down there and see our keys. They do a lot of unbalance and a lot of things that might make it hard for you to see your keys. However, we know what to expect to an extent, of course. But at the end of the day, we need to execute, do our jobs, tackle well, and just make sure to keep our offense on the field as much as we can. Drew Polidor.
sophomore safety, and uh, burgeoning fly fisherman here on Nuanas Now. Drew, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it, and best of luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate it. Blackfoot Communications is excited to announce new voice services for small businesses in Bozeman and Belgrade. Paired with our internet services, business Wi-Fi, and technical support, your business can stay connected to your employees, customers, and communities around the clock. Sign up for services in less than two minutes at goblackfoot.com slash more than voice. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is the official digital sponsor of Bobcat Sports.